0: Hi, and welcome to Exiting Through the 2010s, a podcast where we reflect and dissect the movies of the past 10 years. I'm your host, Jack Draper, and with me as always is my co-host, Cleo Williams.
1: Hey, how's it going? We're going to talk about a monster today.
0: (laughs) Um, And joining us this episode is um, co-host of the Breakout podcast, Gabby Yori.
2: Hello. I'm Gabby. Yeah, we're
0: happy to have. Thank it. you
1: for so much coming on.
2: Yeah. Thank you for yeah. having me guys. I really appreciate
0: yeah. it. Um as alluded to, we're talking about uh David Fincher's masterpiece.
2: Oh yeah. Yeah.
0: Definitely. yeah. I shouldn't I shouldn't be afraid to say that. Um Mm-mm. And um Gabby, want to talk about what made you pick this? And oh, The movie is
1: The Social Network.
0: The Social Network. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> And, yes, um, of course. And also yeah. your relationship to film in general, like what made you yeah. get into movies?
2: Oh wow, um, what made me get into movies? So we were talking off mic. I guess mm, that sounds so official. We were talking off mic um, about Close so curtains. I hadn't <laughs> I hadn't seen The Social Network until earlier this year, probably around February. Um, because I don't know, I guess I was living under a rock or something, Um, but I I became, I have like a very obsessive personality, so when I find something that I'm interested in or I like, I'll um, get mad obsessed with it and I got very deeply obsessed with the social network, um, which is a weird thing to get obsessed with, a biopic about um, the worst, just the worst Man, he sucks. <laughs> um, so, I don't know. I picked it because I love talking about it, because I think it's very layered, very interesting. Um, I think Jesse Eisenberg is phenomenal as playing a morally bankrupt loser, um, and you may quote me on that. Um, and, of course, Andrew Garfield is revelatory in his turn as Eduardo Saverin. As for my relationship to film, I don't know, man. I just, I like, I like watching movies. I got, I guess I got into film, I guess earlier last year, I decided that I wanted to stop rewatching movies and start watching new ones. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So I was like, in 2019, I'm going to watch a hundred new films. And I did. And I was like, mm, this is actually pretty fun and cool. So I was like, maybe I should write about it. So I started writing mm. um, for the Simple Cinephile Represent. Mm. Um, <laughs> and yeah, this is now we're here.
0: So you're just kind of like, listen, I've seen Point Break one too many times. <laughs> and I think that I should transition over to speed. And then yeah. And that was, was kind of the clicking point.
2: Yeah. yeah, dude, I love speed. Yeah, it's like one of my favorite movies yeah, but you're ever.
0: Also, a Keanu Reeves aficionado.
2: I, I am. I'm. I'm a scholar. Cool. One could say. Mm.
0: Did John Wick <laughs> ever cross your mind as something that could be a possibility to talk about?
2: Yeah, it did actually. I was going through some of like my like my favorites on Letterboxd, um, and I was thinking about John Wick because we uh, my parents and i just recently recently rewatched all of them over the summer um and i guess cool parents. parents yeah, and they're, I, yeah they're the yeah. best they're the best um my dad is the one who introduced me to like the world of keanu reeves with bill and ted um mm. another classic um but honestly like i just i love talking about the social network so much i was like i gotta i gotta give some time
0: yeah not only <laughs> is this timely for several reasons, um, Yeah, just one of the best biopics I think we've seen this decade in, in a flood of um, biopics that have come off as kind of standard and tired, um, mm-hmm. I mean, no matter who they're about, whether musicians or tech billionaires, you know? Um, yeah. <laughs> Clay, what's your relationship with the social network? Um.
1: Before I want to get to that, I kind of want to ask Gabby a question. How can you watch this movie twelve times? I just, <laughs> I just hate Zuckerberg so much in it. I just like, I can't imagine. Especially, in and I also feel so bad for Eduardo. And I'm mm-hmm. like, don't, oh, no, he's such a good guy. Don't do this to him. I just can't imagine putting myself through that every like twelve times.
2: Yeah. So my big thing is that. So I'm in college studying communications. Mm-hmm. Um and uh, one of my like one of the great loves of my life is how people interact and um how I don't know how various interactions can shape our futures and stuff like that so interpersonal relationships and I am absolutely fascinated with the way that Aaron Sorkin wrote the script and the screenplay for, I guess, I don't know if it's a script, a screenplay um, for The Social Network. He's of course, one of the most incredible screenwriters of our time. Um, so I find reading The Social Network just as interesting as watching it in some cases because it's so nuanced and there's so much there about how Mark interacts with eduardo and how eduardo interacts with mark so their relationship is my favorite part of the film because it's um it's very multi-dimensional so yeah it's a definitely pain, it's a pain sometimes because i'm like man mark zuckerberg you
0: suck you're straight up
2: the worst
1: but was, some some of the things he does like when mm. I was like oh i guess i want to kick you in the face oh my god <laughs>
0: yeah <laughs> and i think for me um what keeps Mark from losing sympathy is uh the fact that he wants to be a someone. He's yeah. he's worked so hard to get into Harvard and and now he feels like he has to prove himself yet again to get into a final club. Mm-hmm. And um, and he's like admiring the people that were a crew which introduces the Winkleboss twins. Yeah. And he's jealous of of those that he considers superior to him. Um and I think that he Does consider- he though? I think he does. Does he I mean, think anyone's
1: superior than him?
0: On oh, like, I'm sorry. On not an intellectual level, um, I think that he can suss out everyone in a room just by looking at them. But, I mean, obviously the Winklevoss twins on a physical level, he's, they're superior. Um, and I, I think I that think he aligns he's... with Sean Parker a little bit more is because I think that he thinks that yeah. he is superior to uh, Eduardo. But not I feel like
1: he's jealous of how well-liked other people are. I think that's the thing. I don't think he's jealous of or thinks they're better. I think he's he's mad that he should be liked more because he thinks he's better.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a great point. I definitely agree with that. I think he's got um, a bit of a God complex going on for sure. Oh, yeah,
1: he's a full-on narcissist. Yeah. <laughs> um, so the way I approached uh, the first time I saw the film – um, I can't really remember. I'm pretty sure it was quite a while ago, maybe three, four years ago. And at first I'm like, oh my God, this is, this is crazy. Like, I think it was my first movie with um, that featured a Sorkin script. And I was so blown away by the fast-paced dialogue. Uh, I'm a big Tarantino fan. And I just, so I love, so like fast-paced dialogue is kind of like my favorite thing. Um, I just find it so fascinating. Um so I was really blown away when I first saw it. Uh, it stuck with me. I I didn't really view – first time, I didn't – I fa- found Zuckerberg somewhat sympathetic. Um, I thought he was like, oh, he's just misunderstood. He can't handle uh, so, um, social interactions well. And then I saw it again. I'm like, okay, no, this is kind of – this guy is really much more of a dick. And this time watching it, I was like, oh, God, I hate him. I hate him so much. <laughs>
2: Yeah, no doubt. I think also the current um, political climate can definitely shape and kind of shadow the way we see him now, um, without a doubt. Um, not to spoil a later conversation, but...
1: <laughs> I, I mean, so, I'm Jack, how did you from... come to the film?
0: Yeah, um, I remember... We uh, Do you guys ever burn, like, discs, like DVDs, onto a computer? Yeah. So this was always one... That was burnt onto iTunes for us, and um, we just it was like a Netflix uh, rental, so mm-hmm. even though we would ship back the Netflix DVD, we would always have it because we burnt it onto a computer, and this was just always there so um before I'd even gone into film, I just remembered seeing this, and like Clay was alluding to, this dialogue is like um well, even Sorkin says something similar. It's like music um, mm-hmm. it, in, in the opening scene in uh, the scene with Sean and uh, Mark in the club with, um, yeah. And I mean, those are the first two examples that come to mind, but it just, it, it's, it's rhythmic. It's addictive. It's um, I mean, it won the Oscar for a reason, but um, so, I mean, this is kind of like the most boring thing in the world to, compliment Sorkin because he's Aaron Sorkin and right. how many more compliments do he need but I mean it <laughs> truly is a marvelous screenplay because of the w- story that they had to tell and the way they, they told it It's, um, and that's the reason why for me I keep coming back to this is that it's not about the formation of Facebook at the very core it's about this friendship mm-hmm. um, these two best friends no matter how much Ed Waters seems to be putting up with Mark's shit and how much shit Mark seems to be putting a water through, it always comes back to this thing that tears apart these best buddies from college. And I find that endlessly fascinating um, just because of Eisenberg and Garfield's chemistry for the most part.
2: Yeah, it's unreal how great they bounce off of each other. Um, I remember in the the documentary, how did they make a movie out of Facebook? Um, which is great. Uh, it's full of Jesse Eisenberg saying the absolute weirdest things in the world. He's such a weird man. Um, he's quite erotic, yeah. Yeah, he's yeah, which is like relatable. Good for him. Um, <laughs> but he says something about how he doesn't think that Mark values Eduardo the same way that Eduardo values Mark, and I was like, wow, yeah, absolutely. 100%. Yeah, which I thought was just a very interesting thing to say. It definitely shows that he has a grasp of this sort of fictionalized version of Mark Zuckerberg. But it was something that had been in the back of my mind, but hadn't really been like vocalized. So it was really it was really cool to hear him to hear him say that and explore that relationship a little bit.
1: Yeah, I agree. Uh, Speaking of the writing uh, what you said earlier, Jack, it's like the opening scene kind of hits you like a freight train with how there's like five conversations going at once. Mm-hmm. And I remember just being blown away the first time I saw it. And I'm like, I I, I can't keep up with this. And it's but it's like, it's intoxicating. It's really kind of like it draws you in because you're just trying to decipher everything. And you're also trying to see the meaning. And it's so I've just never seen a movie open like that before. I think it's kind of ballsy in the way it, the way it does it and just kind of lets the audience kind of jump into it it doesn't give it like a preamble or it's just like you know this is where it all starts it's just like all right here's the opening scene you're gonna have to like it's a super fast conversation you're just gonna have to try to keep up
0: yeah you're really putting uh eric albright Rudy mara's shoes um with that perspective um where it's like this this man is um going at 10 times the speed that i'm at and he got like nothing wrong in his SATs and he's talking about finals clubs and how Eduardo made almost thirty thousand dollars in a summer and you feel like wait a minute, I can't keep up with this and um and yeah it's 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 really establishing how well one, what he's trying to achieve and um and just the kind of person that we're gonna have to be dealing with because he's not a conventional leading man in in that mm. sense where it's like the nerds when they they right. um, because the Winklevi leave halfway through the movie, and yeah, and I think that um, because they leave, Sean, Sean always, has always Sean Parker, Justin Timberlake. He's always been the villain in my eyes, um, the devil to Eduardo's angel because he outlasts the Winklevi uh just i mean he hasn't he doesn't have as much screen time as as they do or at least equal amount but because he um he kind of submits mark's arc i don't know he just he's always made sense more as a villain than the winklevoss twins have
2: yeah and if we're looking at the relationship between mark and eduardo um i think sean can very easily be seen as like i mean not to use a a stereotype or a cliche but like the other woman quote unquote um because he's stealing mark away from eduardo and their plans that they had for for the for facebook um and and i don't know it just it feels it feels so easy to sympathize with eduardo as sort of us the spurned member of the relationship because we want what's best for him. <laughs> At least I do.
1: <laughs> yeah, I lo- I love Eduardo so much. I I think I'm. I keep getting mad when I think about how Andrew Garfield wasn't nominated, and he probably should have won. Mm-hmm. I think he might be the best performance of the movie because he has to carry how unlikable Zuckerberg is, and he has to make the movie still like okay, you care about some people in this, um, and he makes. If you, you know, if anyone thinks that Zuckerberg is even a little bit redeemable, I don't. But if you do, it's because of Eduardo. Mm. It's because of he puts the humanity into him and makes him feel like an actual person instead of uh, like a robot. Uh, I, I I really appreciate that dynamic. And I think Garfield is so underappreciated for this performance.
0: I agree. Absolutely. I think there is. um He's like 22 and he wears a suit everywhere. Oh, He's such yeah. a good boy. Yeah, how can he? looks not, great. Like, yeah, Andrew Garfield wears the hell out of those suits.
2: He really does. He's such a handsome man.
0: Soon to be Spider Man too.
2: Yeah, and a lot, um, of, a lot
0: of these actors are like on the cusp of yeah. really great things. I mean, Ernie Mara in this role is like auditioning for Elizabeth Slander for Girl, the Dragon Tattoo. Yeah, she's, another Fincher. Almost like proving Fincher. herself to Fincher. Yeah yeah um, and we'll get into the Fincher-ness of it all, but yes, I love know. it but yeah it's it, it you almost like want to spend more time with her because Mara for me at least has always been a a very captivating screen presence mm-hmm. um, she she can look at things really well if that makes sense, like I think she's yeah she just has a really good way of um uh looking at other actors and and this is no different i mean in fact this is for me the first time that i i saw her in anything so yeah uh, and i think that that goes with a lot of other audience members
1: i was texting with jack um last night uh if Ro- if rooney mara and her character wasn't in this movie the betrayal women would absolutely suck in this yeah. it, would be it, it, it would be bad and i think <laughs> I do have some problems in that aspect, especially with a lot of the club scenes and um, the frat parties. Uh, I, 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 You know, just little nitpicks. Uh, I'm not the just biggest fan of how... They, especially uh, Chrissy's character. I think that was just kind of lazy. But, I mean, I love the movie. I think it's per- not perfect, but a masterpiece. Mm. Uh, it, I do... But Rooney Mara adds so much... I don't know. I think she's more of an audience surrogate in the sense of how, like... No, dude, that wasn't okay. What you did was monstrous like it was the most disgusting thing you can do. uh I mean, not the most I mean, but it still was just such a douchey move and I just and I really kind of like she doesn't deserve this, not at all like she was she she made the mistake of actually thinking she cared for the guy,
0: yeah, absolutely, and, it, and I think what um is pointed out a few times during the film is is that Mark doesn't recognize that he's being an asshole. It's just that he wants to um, get his point across, but it's like you're just trying so hard. It's like you don't let anyone in. You're just you're just kind of like trying to achieve and without being personable. So his um, personability comes from Eduardo, but then he's right. betrayed, so what left is he, does he have but Facebook? Yeah, yeah, yeah
2: he, he's... Lacking some basic human empathy and obviously some social skills. Um, but I don't know. I think like what you were saying, Clay, about how, um, about just how all of all the things that make him redeemable come from his relationship with Eduardo. And I don't know. I think it's, I think it's very interesting because I think, um, Erica, Erica Albright and Rooney Mara's character is definitely an audience stand-in for like our inability to keep up with Mark and our inability to like understand why he's so desperate for this sort of approval. But I think Eduardo can kind of be the stand-in for the audience's empathy as well. We're like, why are you being so mean to this very nice person who likes you despite your horrible personality <laughs> um, Seriously, like it's astounding to me that mark would have any friends let alone a girlfriend because um, i certainly wouldn't want to hang out with him um mark zuckerberg do not call me i'm not
0: interested <laughs> um that's on, record. that's on record
2: yeah yeah you you may quote me on that um but yeah, I, I, I that's all. I'm that's all I have to say.
1: <laughs> uh, I, I, so like the context of us watching it, um, on I saw it on Wednesday, and Wednesday he was at Capitol Hill. We're twenty minutes um, in. Are
0: we sure we're ready for this?
1: I'm, I just want to. G- I'm not going to spend too much time on it. Um, I just want to give a little context, like in we're recording on a Thursday. Uh, no, yeah, or Thursday. I almost forgot the day. Uh, Wednesday, <laughs> though he was testifying on Capitol Hill. They were asking all these questions about how he's, how he allows political figures to falsify information on uh, ads and how he's met with certain alt-right groups in, uh, in his claim or his defense's uh, freedom of speech and trying to uh, look at it from all sides. And some, and it's just some really nasty stuff going on. And so watching this movie while like, I literally just watched those um, test testimonies and I was watching it. i like, this is a bad dude. This is a bad dude. This is a bad dude. And I was, I was quite angry and I'm, I, and this might sound hyperbolic, but I might never watch this movie again because I found it so infuriating. I love it. I do love it. I think it's a masterpiece, but it's just, I couldn't stop being like, I hate him so much. Please, please have the worst things happen. Well, you and, know what you know,
0: I thought of, um, did you either of you see the um, well, one of the two fire festival documentaries that came out oh, earlier this winter? No. I did not. Did you, I know what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, Gabby does that name? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so I, d- I just haven't seen either okay. of them. So, Hulu and Netflix, coincidentally or incoincidentally, I forget what it is, but they both released um documentaries about the fire festival, like a weekend apart or around the same time, mm-hmm. and. Mm-hmm. And it's about um, uh, Billy McFarland who kind of founded this company to um, put this le- uh, kind of exclusive music festival on Pablo Escobar's Abandoned Island and it was going to be this huge thing. A lot of influencers were going to show up and a lot of uh, topical celebrities I suppose. and. And there was going to be like a lot of bands that were going to perform. And, and it was going to be like this one weekend thing. And um, like everything that could possibly have gone wrong went wrong. <laughs> and um, talking about it now would we'll just do a disservice of how much of a just disaster this was. And I think that what I and I saw both of them just because out of curiosity. And I kind of remember hearing about that story um, when it happened in a few years ago. And so it was kind of cool just to like, remember something that happened and then recount those events onto a documentary. That doesn't really happen that often. But I think Zuckerberg reminded me of McFarland in the ambition that drives young, especially this generation, um, whether or not we come from money or if we value money, if we value hard work or persistence or social skills, I think... It goes to show that we can achieve, um, or at least try to achieve, but um, still lose a lot in the process without thinking of the consequences that it may have on others. Um, Billy McFarland is not—I think he's a lot—he's um, a lot more charismatic than Mark Zuckerberg. So I wouldn't compare them in that way. But it's just in—they uh, have similar hopes and dreams. Mm. Yeah.
2: That, yeah. It's interesting that you you say that about ambition and that sort of thing, because I think, uh, like you mentioned, that's sort of a pervasive mentality, um, I think, in in all of our lives, like you mentioned. Um, and it isn't until it isn't. A, so I recently transferred colleges. So I'm at a, I'm at a new school um, for my junior year. Um, where the culture is very competition heavy. It's all about like glorifying being busy and that sort of thing, which is like not my jam. Um, but I recently rewatched the social network because um, I was having a bad day and I was like, I need to have, see someone have a worse day. Um, <laughs> so I rewatched it and I saw bits of Mark, Mark's ambition and Mark's, sort of drive um, to get whatever, t- to get what he wants in myself a little bit. And I was like, well, that's actually horrifying. Um, <laughs> and it was just interesting because I think a lot of us can relate to that sort of drive and ambition, but Mark takes it to a scale that is just m- morally corrupt and horrible. Um, Yeah.
1: If he turned out, like, I feel like this movie kind of gives him a chance, like, you know, what in the future or like after this movie, it turns out he's a decent guy. You're like, okay, you know what? He 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 grew. He grew as a person. And for a moment there, I kind of thought when I first saw him, like, okay, he seems kind of better now. He donates to charity. uh, Facebook's kind of a thing. He doesn't seem like too bad of a dude. And as years progressed, you kind of realize maybe the movie was like, right. Maybe he's just. Not, not a good dude. And I don't know if the movie. I'm pretty sure the movie isn't sympathetic to him. I don't know if I don't think it really cares about um, if he's like if he's redeemable or not. I mean, it might like the ending is a little is kind of sweet, as in like he's realizing maybe he's a douche, and um, Rashida Jones is like, "You're trying so hard to be an asshole." Mm. Um, And so that might have an opening, but it still kind of feels. I don't know. The movie doesn't doesn't really try to redeem him too much, and I just feel like, well, okay, now that uh, watching it now, I'm like, oh, that's the right choice. He's not he's not really redeemable now.
0: I think if there's anything that Rashida Jones's character, who's kind of the, who's who sits in on these depositions and witnesses all this all these shenanigans go down with um, with Mark's. Uh, case against Eduardo, or Eduardo's case against Mark, and she's kind of the audience surrogate in, in a way, if there is one. And she, she just kind of tries to be friendly and tries to really try to understand him in um, a perspective from the law. And I thought that was that was really interesting because she's such a minimal character, but she stands out. Yeah.
2: yeah. So. And it- Go ahead. Go ahead.
1: Oh no! Go ahead. Go ahead.
0: I was
2: just going to say that it's it's interesting that the last line of the movie is said by um, by Rashida Jones, um, and it's, it's so good. It's such a nice bookend to the initial because she says, um, "You're not an asshole, Mark, but you are trying so hard to be," um, which is a great bookend to Rooney Mara's absolute roast i mean she dragged him straight to hell and i was like glorious i was clapping i said yes yes we love to see it um but i just i thought that was a great a great bookend because the two the the two people that call mark an asshole the most um succinctly and powerfully are are women which is what i love to see
1: yeah, I, I I definitely agree. Even though I do have some uh, little issues with uh, like the parties and stuff. it yeah. does, I do I do really appreciate um, how uh, how the perspective of Erica and Rashida Jones's character. I appreciate that they did go out on that limb to kind of show what they think and not make it you know not worship him or not like you know, apologize to him basically stating their point and leaving. Mm-hmm. Uh I so I, I was gonna ask, what do we think of uh the uh, the gorgeous army hammer and his performance of uh winkle vice. Yeah. All the winkles in the vise.
0: <laughs> I I love his performance here. Um, it's so good. I think it's great, yeah. yeah. And I just like the making of Doc that Gabby mentioned. I just saw it for the first time last night and I had no idea it was another person that they just put army and even that technology in 2010, it's, it's still, it still really holds up. Um, mm-hmm. nine years later, I thought, and it, it kind of was ahead of its time in all the technology that we see on actual humans with, um, like the Irishman coming out soon. And, um, what Marvel has done with it, um, I, I mean, it's two different things, I guess. But it's it's kind of we got we were getting there. We were getting the so, ball rolling. I
1: don't know this. So they did they use a double and CGI yeah, and his face.
0: They used um, what was his name like Luke Luke Pace, something like that. His
2: I last mean, name I can't remember. Yeah, um, had had written someone down Someone that somewhere. looks
0: like a Josh, dark, Pence. Josh Pence. Josh. Yeah, yeah, Josh Pence. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's Not even close. And <laughs> they look used someone that looked like. That could be like Army Hammer's brother. So it's not like yeah. he looked so dissimilar. And so, like, if you look, both the um, Winklevoss twins aren't in a lot of shots together. So they can kind of composite um, Army Hammer's face and put it onto um, Josh's.
2: Yeah, that's and he's crazy. An, I didn't yeah, know that. He's another very handsome gentleman. Very they're, handsome. yeah. They're they're both like poster children for Aryan breeding. Um,
0: both- <laughs> <laughs> oh, I got me. I can't see better. Yeah. Army um, uh, Armie Hammer kind of looks like you can tell that um, like he was in sorry to bother you last year. Mhm. And and I think that's the most recent role that I've seen him in, and he kind of look. It's weird just just to see him, and I've seen that movie recently, and it's weird to see him just kind of like beefed up. And he's just so he's in big and intimidating, but also kind of skinnier, and um, and kind of lean. So it's yeah, it's kind of cool to see him age throughout the decade and, and bookend. Is this this? Is, it-
1: do we agree that it's his best performance because it's either this or Call Me By Your Name? And yeah, I'm think
0: Call Me By Your Name.
1: And I'm yeah, it's the thing is showcase, it's so obviously. difficult to do two performances. Mm. I don't know.
2: I'm I, definitely I, I'm definitely a bigger fan um of his performance in the social network. I think I have like mixed feelings about Call Me By Your Name, um which I know oh, is an, it's an unpopular opinion, so everyone can roast me. It's fine. Um There's more of you. I still... It's fine. <laughs> I still think it's it's a it's a beautiful film, but we're not talking about it right now, so I won't get into it. Um, but I think his he he does a great job in in the social network, obviously playing two two different people, um, which is great. And I think I've I've seen it enough times by now that I can like differentiate between the twins, which is kind of a sad thought because I I've really seen it too many times. Um, although not as many. As some people uh, out there on the internet, um, but I, I think I think he's great. I, he's hard for me to like because he is so like conventionally attractive. I just like. He looks like a jock. Yeah, I just don't trust him. <laughs> um, but I he I liked him. I liked him in in this as much as
0: I could. You know, speaking of unpopular opinions, I do really enjoy the man from Uncle. Me too. I thought okay, that me was, think that's you. too unpopular actually.
1: I think people have come around really? on that. Oh,
0: yeah, it has aged particularly well, I thought. Um it's just a fun romp, I thought. And um, Army good. is full
1: yeah. of gorgeous people. Yeah, Sorry. army okay, gorgeous right people right
0: next to Henry Cavill. Yeah. Very defined cheekbones, I would say. Um, yes. <laughs> and um and like put Debicke and uh, Vikander Vicander next to them. I mean Good lord, (laughs) but no. I mean, mean, Army Hammer is doing. He is really charismatic, and yeah, yeah, that's just another standout role of his. I think he's
1: likable in this movie, and I know that's weird because he's kind of the villain or something. But in they're both kind of jocks. But I don't know. I find it to be like, I mean, they're not the worst guys. They're you know they're interesting.
0: I do like the idea of of them being like this, like representing jocks, and how the jocks have always. Beaten on the little guys. And this is kind of a subversion. Um, Because when we typically think about. Who's going to have the last laugh. I don't don't think that it's going to be the Zuckerbergs of the world. Mm. At least pre the 2010s. And that's something really interesting. That Sorkin wants to. I think that's what Sorkin's interested in. Most of all. It's not sympathizing with Zuckerberg. But it's just. um, What made. A character like this that has evolved especially over the decade what's made a character like this succeed and um, beaten those that he should not have beaten like the Winkleboss twins because like we see they come for money they could have started this on their own they could have find a programmer that was better if not just as good as Mark and yeah, it's just interesting to see how far they've, they've kind of crumbled but um, yeah, it just like it seems like their story just kind of got wrapped up in um, a payment, and um, but maybe I'm misremembering.
1: No, I I think yeah, no, they got like sixty-five million dollars or something like that. Um, I do. I I texted this to you last night when you're talking about like how this was his rise and how he was able to beat everyone, and it shows like the kind of his mentality. I uh, I think it's kind of a supervillain origin story. I mean, Joker just came out. I'm not comparing this movie to that, but the idea of...
0: Clay, I told you, you know, not to folks... break Joker. Oh, I'm yeah. sorry. Let's I, do
1: some
2: I... discourse. <laughs> yeah,
1: no. No, no, no. Um, okay. Right. I do find it interesting, though. Um, I'm kind of a comic book nerd. This is like... And funny enough, Jesse Eisenberg did play Lex Luthor, but um and i'm like the Clay, only person i told you not the,
0: to bring up batman v superman
1: i'm i'm like <laughs> the only person in the world who kind of likes that performance but i won't get into it um <laughs> this movie he is the un he is an unlikable lex Luthor. lex Luthor is actually pretty charismatic and, and interesting and people usually like him but this movie is about some tech mogul who is felt alienated by everyone who rises and try and is a little ruthless and Gets over on everyone, thinking he's the best and having this superiority complex, and be able to have this much power and this much money, and and kind of be unfazed by everything and how he's grown. And it's I don't know. I kind of watching it again, watching it while hating Mark Zuckerberg. I was like, oh, this is a the supervillain origin story. This is how, the rise of his power and how he's one now one of the most powerful men in the world and how disturbing that is.
0: I do want to. I think that's a great point. Um but I do want to talk about Justin Timberlake yeah. in this role, which I think is a fascinating casting decision, first of all. Choices were um, yes. made. Oh, for sure. Um, <laughs> I I he might be my favorite performance.
1: Wow. wow.
0: That's a hot take. <laughs> I I I find him just as charismatic as um Mark does. Mm. And I I feel like um I, f- I just, I find him like I can watch anything he says, but I know that's like the point, and that's what makes him kind of a paranoid maniac <laughs> at the end of the day. I'm watching a lot of Succession right now, and it yeah. reminds me a lot of Roman Roy, mm. the little shit of the Roy family. Um, mm. Succession, of course, the HBO show about uh, the Murdochs. The, the Murdochs, yes. Um, but like a Murdoch stand in and. And, yeah, and Sean Parker just kind of has this arrogance about him where you never know if he's full of shit or he's, he knows a lot more than you, and he's ten steps ahead of you. So, I, yeah, I've, I've always loved his performance. I think Timberlake is really, really good. And if, you're, if we're talking about who we would have nominated, I would have nominated him over Garfield, actually.
1: Oh, you're wow. insane. You're insane. <laughs> Are you kidding me?
2: I have to respectfully disagree. Gabby, <laughs>
0: you're the you're the tiebreaker
1: here. I'm throwing that respect out the window. I just disagree. <laughs> you you crazy man. Garfield, oh my god. All right. Uh, well, Gabby, saying... what do you think of Timberlake? Yeah.
2: So, um Timberlake's performance, he has some excellent one-liners. There's a snake in here, Amy, is Great, um, <laughs> a killer piece of dialogue. Um, but Sean Parker reminds me of every man, woman leadership, not not leadership, but like authority figure who has like stressed me out to the point of m- me not wanting to share my ideas or thoughts and made me feel small mm-hmm. watching watching Sean Parker makes me feel. Tiny and like, I, I feel like I would never be able to hold my own with him because he he reminds me of a middle school boy. Yes. and I'll I'll get into that. I'll I'll, I'll delve in there. Put a pin in it. Yeah, middle school boys know how to pinpoint like the thing that you hate about yourself, like John Mulaney says. Um and,
1: oh
0: good I've, point.
2: Yeah, and I feel like Sean Parker would find the one thing that I'm sensitive about it's not my it's not my hips like John Mulaney but um uh he would find the thing that I'm sensitive about and he would use it against me and I know that's not super rational but I get that vibe from him and I don't know if it's because he's played by Justin Timberlake who I also am not a fan of another hot take um I I know sorry
1: (laughs) did he bring sexy Um,
2: back though um did did
1: John Parker bring sexy back
2: that's up to interpretation (laughs) Okay. Um, I would have to say if I'm casting the who brought sexy to the social network, it's absolutely Andrew Garfield. Um,
1: oh, see, I would say Army, but I don't know.
2: <laughs> yeah, see, he's too conventionally attractive. I'm like, I don't trust That's you. That's true. That's true. I feel like I feel like Andrew Garfield would be nice to me. I, I think I think he might like. It, I I would trust him if I was sitting like in a coffee shop and I needed to go up and go somewhere, he would watch my bags. And Eduardo is Sean so Parker suave would not. too. Yeah, That's he's hard. so smooth. He yeah.
0: is very smooth. Um.
1: Talking about Sean Parker, it reminds me, funny enough, from another Sorkin movie, it reminds me of a line um, from Steve Jobs when... Uh, what, who does Seth Rogen play?
0: Steve
1: Wozniak. Um, Wozniak. When Wozniak is confronting Jobs and he's like, you're not an engineer, you're not a programmer, you don't code... You do nothing. Why, you know, why are you the face of Apple? I mean, I'm paraphrasing. Um, and of course, the famous line in the trailer is
0: Clay. We need uh, the exact quote.
1: I, too bad. Um, <laughs> I, I, I'm the conductor and everyone else is the orchestra or something like that. And I kind of found Sean to be thinking about that line. He's not a pro, like I think Eduardo says at one point. He doesn't code. He's not a programmer. He's not. He doesn't really know much about tech. He just yeah, knows same about idea. branding. Yeah. Yeah, he's a composer. He just be able, he uses everyone in a, in a sense, um, and he's he manages everyone, and I think kind of well, like the way he uh, treats all the coders, and like go back to work, go back to work, and keeps everyone kind of happy. He knows how to read people. That's the thing, like uh, like you said, Gabby, about how he's able to pinpoint all the weaknesses and strengthen a person. He knows, that, and that's what he uses. That's why he's he. I guess he's not that successful, but that's why he's somewhat successful in the sense of how he reads people and how he. be able to use that to his advantage
0: absolutely yeah no i can't disagree with all of that (laughs) but i I just it's not sean parker the character of course um in fact that's that like i was saying that's he's kind of what completes mark's arc um he kind of teaches him something about betrayal and loyalty um but i just find timberlake endlessly endlessly fascinating uh, just as a screen presence. Um, and he just, he kind of comes off as someone who's um, giving this his first shot. I can't recall if, or at least first legitimate shot. This is the first time working with like an auteur. Um, so it's like he, he's making um, acting choices because maybe he's trying to impress Fincher or he's trying to make the Sorkin dialogue feel natural. Um, but and I like in that in a good way, and I and I kind of like that it, it's a very messy and he's just it's very raw performance, but yeah, it's not a absolutely. raw character, so I don't want to get that mixed up. So
2: yeah, I I I agree. I think it's um, Timberlake, considering he's like you know not an actor by trade. I think did a did a very solid job and. I won't lie, one of my favorite scenes in the movie is the um, the scene where they're all at, at dinner, um, and when... Drop the carb, it's clean. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's a classic. And echoed, I, it's echoed in um, the Gilmore Girls revival, which is written by another...
1: <laughs>
0: Aaron uh, Sorkin. Yeah,
2: yeah. A, another Aaron Sorkin-esque sort of dialogue, Amy Sherman Palladino, mm. who I love love as a writer. Um, I don't love for her, many of her choices. Anyway, um, but anyway, I love, I love the scene uh, when it's before the drop the the, it's when everything is like, it's when Carbon Prevails plays from the soundtrack. Um, And it's, so they're all drinking and they just, they keep getting food and Sean is just absolutely captivating Mark. And you can see Mark is showing more emotion on his face than we have ever seen so far. Um, and that scene ends, and it goes straight to the deposition room, and Eduardo says, you know, I was your only friend, and Mark's face is stone cold. And I'm like, yes, that's so good. I,
0: I, <laughs> I love movies. He was his only friend.
2: <laughs> he was, you're right. Um, but I, I think the fact that Sean was the catalyst for all of this, for making Mark, you know, emote out loud is, is great and a very interesting choice. I just, I love this movie so much.
0: I um, I think it's, I don't know. I think that the cut can also be the edit where he's like, I'm going to put you on. Yeah. Where he's like, I'm going to make you a billion dollars. It can be kind of seen as effective or corny depending on, how many times that you've seen this um, Mm -hmm. um, where it's like, whoa, he's going to make him a billion dollars. This thing's only taking off so far. But I I also like watching this just, I think Gabby and I have watched this a stupid amount of times. (laughs) So when he's in in, like the club scene where he's like, I'm going to put you on two continents where it's like, all right, well, that's just another bombshell (laughs) Mm -hmm. where it's like the revelations become less revelatory. Um, and, um, the ideas just become like, oh, right, of course, because we already know the story. So I don't, I don't know if that makes sense, but, yeah, um, but yeah. And in that, that dinner scene, it's, it's just, it's great. Cause, um, you really feel like you're being as persuaded as, as Mark is and, um, how persistent Sean is just being a fan and just, mm. I don't have a dog in the fight. I, I'm just a fan who came to say hello. <laughs> and it's <sighs> like, of course he is. But um, but you know that he has ulterior motives by the end, end of the scene. And, um, yeah, it's great.
1: Say what you will about Timberlake. He carries an incredible amount of swagger. Oh, and The yeah. way he walks and, like, his overall personality. You're like, this dude is so confident. He could, like, he could throw a random uh cup and he knows it will it'll uh, land on whatever. whatever well, what I'm is saying.
0: he? He's 25 minutes late. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, God, so good. So good. He's, and he doesn't so, watch.
1: So we gotta yeah. talk about good old Finchie. Yes. We gotta, we gotta talk about Mr. Fincher. David. Um, yeah, good old uh, David. Uh, yeah. So, it, it, weird side note, is there any handheld shots in this movie? Are there any handheld camera shots in this movie i think it's like all still
0: no i wouldn't be i wouldn't guess so i mean he rarely uses handheld. yeah i can only think of one scene in seven or like a shot in girl with the dragon tattoo but yeah i i uh jeff cronenwell's uh cinematography is pretty uh it's pretty like locked down yeah it's stellar yeah it's, yeah uh, it's gorgeous So, Gabby,
1: what do you think about Fincher?
0: I
2: love Fincher. I love him. He's, um, yeah, he's easily... Was this your first
0: uh, Fincher film that you saw?
2: No, I had seen seven before um, many years ago. Um, Probably, like, a little too young. I didn't appreciate it, um, and it scared the shit out of me. Um, It's fucked up. Yeah, it's mad fucked up. Um, (laughs) Today, yeah. Yeah, Before but years later,
0: yeah. I
2: love Fincher. I think uh, The Social Network is my favorite of his films with um, Zodiac being a close second. Um, and I think Gone Girl might be might be tied because I...
0: We have the same top three. Yeah, we have the same Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I no, thought, I think
0: wait, I think he's great.
1: I thought, Jack, I thought Zodiac was your favorite. Fincher. Well, I mean,
0: honestly, it's a, it, I flipped them on the day, but like, <laughs> you can ask me tomorrow and I'll be like, yeah, Zodiac. And then you ask me the next day and then i'll be like oh girl the dragon tattoo but and then a lot and then like gone girl could be like he's just on a stellar run right now yeah especially um yeah just this decade alone
1: so wait have you seen mindhunter gabby
0: i haven't
2: my parents loved it
1: so good it's so good me and jack are big fans
2: it's kind of, it's a little shocking that I, I haven't seen it. I'm a, I'm also a big musical theater fan, so Jonathan Groff is one of my faves. Um, and I haven't seen him in a dramatic role, but honestly, I have a very short attention span, so getting into TV shows is difficult for me unless it's Gilmore Girls, Shameless, <laughs> Gilmore Girls plug on Netflix now. Um, <laughs> but no, I, I have not to answer your question.
1: Um, my favorite venture film, just to be a cliche film bro is fight sure. I'm sorry it's just I saw it at just the right age where I'm like oh movies can be about something and they have Tyler a Durden
0: speaks to me, speaks to <laughs> me. And,
1: no not that I was like oh wait capitalism that's a weird thing isn't it Starbucks. and then it's just it just kind of blew up from there of like just ways to look at the uh, world in a different way of like there's these social norms or whatever I, but you know I'm not I, I was not indoctored in you know <laughs> Tyler uh, his name was uh, what was it? I always remember that his name was Robert Paulson. I always remember that. Um, but so yeah, yeah, I love Fincher. Fincher is great. Uh, I don't necessarily know my second favorite. I could probably pull it up, but he, I think I haven't really, I haven't seen, I haven't seen Curious Case, um, of Benjamin Button or Girl with the Dragon Tattoo, or Alien Three. But everything else I've liked to loved.
0: You mean Alien Cubed? Yeah. <laughs> God. It, 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 so well, how actually, weird, how ben, weird movie Ben Button. I'm gonna shorten it because <laughs> um, <laughs> I find I'm it funny. That, I, um, that was my first venture. Interesting. And I, I was like, I was, yeah. I remember being very bored, and I haven't thought about it in a very long time. And, and I saw the Social Network, the Social Network, shortly after because I had recognized the name. And mm. And, and that's sort of like how you get into movies. I found where it's like, it's just names that kind of connects everything. So, I mean, that helped. And, and yeah. And, and I was like, wait, so he did this and then he did that. That doesn't really make sense because it kind of feels like such a disconnect. I mean, they're only two years apart, but they feel like he, he like, fa- I think it was the collaboration with Sorkin. Honestly. Yeah. Yeah. Mhm. My, they really um... each other
2: yeah for sure my uncle was actually a production designer on the social network um and i i saw him recently and we were chatting about it and he was like yeah i couldn't i went into production thinking that it was going to be like so incredibly boring and when i saw the finished product it was absolutely mind-blowing yeah. um because Venture's incredible Sorgon's incredible and i really think that if sorkin timberlake's been, incredible okay (laughs) we all have our opinions um um, but i i feel like if it had if it had been anyone other than sorkin writing the script it would have just been another boring biopic about a white man
0: um and seriously your uncle also designed the production for spike lee yeah he did he did black klansman or not just his oh awesome house i shouldn't make it that broad but uh, (laughs) like yeah his recent output i should say yeah. That's just yeah, I remember you said that and that's so cool. It's, yeah. That's like a He's a bad. True, I bet.
1: Yeah, it's really cool. Huh. What and Venture typically has really good writers behind his stuff.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh Gone Girl has Gillian Flynn, um Andrew Kevin Walker did was it Seven or Fight Club? I the forget. Seven. seven. Um I find that I I find that really interesting. He really knows how to I can't think of one bad script, even though, like, movies they don't love, like, The Game or Panic Room, I don't think they're bad scripts. Um, I, I, think... I,
0: I want to give a shout-out to the game. I like the game.
1: But... <laughs> I like the game, too. I just, you know, it's I don't not, like the twist, I, I but
2: I like the game.
1: How many twists? I haven't twists?
2: the game, so I can't, I can't be the tiebreaker on this one. All right, we're going to have to um, pause this. I mean, and I, then you're, again, you're
1: gonna to I don't... Watch the game. I like the game. I like the game. I want I want to be clear about that. Uh, but I really... It, it's interesting, though, because you feel like... Michael after Douglas this movie, actually
0: kind of plays a similar kind of abrasive, um, intellectually capable asshole like Mark Zuckerberg. That's kind of like a Fincher type. I mean, we should I shouldn't be really surprised at this point, but...
1: But Douglas is always kind of likable, <laughs> even if he's like a douche. He's like, Yeah, oh, yeah I, 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 su- yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: I, I suppose so. Um
1: um, but he really picks I think he really picks the scripts well and it's weird though when you watch it and you're like, so Aaron Sorkin's only gonna write for Fincher now, right? Because it was just so perfect. Um but it's only the one film and I find that I don't know, I find that interesting why they haven't worked together again. I know he well, was Fincher was supposed surfing... to do
0: Steve Jobs.
1: Yeah, I know. Yeah, I was about to say that, yeah. Hmm. Which would have been cool. That would have been but good. I don't that know, I like cool. I love that movie. Um yeah, so... yeah, have you
0: seen Steve Jobs?
2: I haven't. It's another it's another blot on my uh my filmography. I need to get better, but I only recently started watching movies that weren't like the same John Hughes films over and over. You, you can also roast me for
0: that.
1: <laughs> no. I, I John Hughes is great. I don't know. Yeah. As um, long as it's not
0: sixteen kettles. Yeah,
1: yeah that's, that's a bit that's a, that's a bit problematic.
0: That's the good. Yeah. Um I think what also differentiates this one from Fincher's other works is incorporating Trent Reznor and Atticus Atticus Ross and this is like my favorite score of the decade as cliche as that answer may be. This is perfect. This is like everything that this movie shouldn't have quite honestly, like this should not be this good for a movie about Facebook. Um, Yeah. Yeah. It's it's incredible. (laughs) It is. I think that it is. Yeah. And it has, it's like competitors for me. Like, Johnny Greenwood's work on Phantom Thread is also amazing. Right. And yeah. Nicholas Bertel for uh, Beale Street also mm-hmm. competes for the best score of the decade. But I mean, yeah, this is, I, I listened to this, again, like a stupid amount of times. And um, it, it's, a great score should not just complement the scene, but it could also um, act on its own. At least that's more yeah. of like a modern um, uh, approach to have to uh, music and in film.
2: No doubt, I, I absolutely agree. I, I recently looked at like my Spotify stats for the year, and In Motion was my top song. And I was like, I have to live with this choice, and that's okay. Um, I listen to it a lot when I'm studying and doing homework because it's like very motivating. Um, but there are certain—I mean, there are scenes. I'm thinking about the ending scene uh right now when when hand covers brews reprise comes on. I'm just like, yeah, crank that. Like hand me the ox, I will I'll 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 make it
0: I'll make it happen. Absolutely. And and then when Baby You're a Rich Man comes on, I mean that's just, yeah. like, you cannot get a perf- a more perfect closer um, yeah. than that Beatles song. I think that's it's like oh yeah i love it too and and to go with the ending the um the scene after during the credits the scene after the opening scene when you get those overhead shots of harvard and mark's going back to his dorm and you feel like that first song plays and it's just like kind of somber and it's melancholic and you feel like that you've had your heart broken just as just as much as uh mark has
2: yeah Absolutely, that's a beautiful opening sequence. I think. Um, Gorgeous. Yeah, I hate the title card. That's my that's my one thing. I I don't like it. I you think don't it's like the very ball and ugly the
0: way and it's, it's like resembling Facebook's actual logo. Uh, no,
2: I think that is so stupid. Before we she... know that the movie is about Facebook. Like we don't need a use reminder. Use a better font. <laughs> yeah, like I, I uh, yeah that's the, that's my one my one critique. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. That's fair. Oh.
1: Uh, I I don't know if you guys can tell I don't know anything about music so I was just going to <laughs> go off on that. Um, I don't know
2: if no. I do either. I just like the score a lot.
0: Oh yeah. Uh, yeah, I the don't score even is. Great. To the Nine Inch Nails, um, but I just I find, I uh, especially with Fincher and what they what they've been able to bring to uh, Girl with the Dragon Tattoo and Gone Girl, is been yeah. like exceptional. I mean, they've done they've scored other things like they're scoring Watchmen right now and it's mm-hmm. so good television show yeah that's waiting for that to be released on spotify and they, <laughs> they, they scored mid-90s but yeah uh, i don't really think they'll never achieve what they're achieving i don't know about past tense or present tense i i don't know if they're scoring mink but yeah what they've achieved with fincher is like just as outstanding is i was making next watching... year by the way is make next year
1: I know they're ramping up for production now. Okay, well. I think they've casted some people.
0: Sorry, Gabby, what were you going to say?
2: I was just going to say, I was recently watching a documentary on Rush, the band Rush, because um, my dad loves Rush, like, an obscene amount.
0: He's very cool.
2: Go um, and going
0: Ted, Rush, what more do you need?
2: I know, he's, he's the best. Um, and... Trent Reznor like showed up giving uh, like a, a talking head about how much he loved Rush. I was like, the man also has taste. I'm a I'm a Trent Reznor stan now. Mm. I might say, that's just a fun fact.
1: <laughs> um, I I just want to add one more thing. I think my favorite score of, score of the decade is Max Richter's uh, At Astra.
0: Yeah, that's also exceptional. I, yeah, I know There's that, that might be music. too recent, but Michael that's just Levy that's so good. Skin. Also comes
1: to mind. Um, so, is there any anything you guys want to bring up uh, about the movie that we haven't covered? Because I'm trying to think. I have uh, to look through my
2: notes really quick. I'm sure I have a I have an entire like dedicated social network tab on my notes app because I write things down when I watch it.
0: <laughs> well,
1: that's just cool. That's just, that's just dope. That's really. Cool. Um, yeah, I I think even though i was really infuriated watching it um oh yeah another thing the pacing of this movie is incredible it has a Mm. perfect run quickest two two hours hours.
0: of of my life it is yeah so So
1: perfect if it was a little longer a little shorter it i don't it would not work as well no you know no matter like it's so it it i wouldn't cut a scene i guess that's also a thing yeah um I think the humor also works. I think the chicken stuff is funny. You can feed a funny. chicken
0: to another chicken!
1: <laughs> and I love how it kind of... It was the Winkle! It was the Winkle losses. Yeah.
0: Winkle bosses. Oh, you know uh, what scene is hysterical is when they're coming off of that um, that, that um, speech with Bill Gates. Oh um, my
2: god! I'm going to get a Glock and kill you! Um,
0: <laughs> oh yeah. When they're coming out of the building and, and those guys are like, Hey, you know, I showed up late. Um, I don't even know who the speaker was. When he said the next Bill Gates standing in this room right now, I couldn't have he was looking at you. It was Bill Gates. Oh, <laughs> shit. So
2: that's... good. So cool.
0: And then he's like,
2: he's gonna, Mark Zuckerberg is going to think we got into Harvard on a dimwit scholarship. Like, yeah, that's great. Yeah, yeah. great.
0: Uh, and, like, when, um, when Mark is initially pitching uh, Facebook to Eduardo and they're standing outside – uh, the Caribbean night. (laughs) Yeah. And he's like, I can't feel my legs. I know I'm excited too, but Wardo. Oh, it's a little moments. Yeah. Yeah.
2: There's another thing. That's the, that's the second thing that I don't like about this movie. I do not like the CGI, um, like cold breath. And 100%. I know that Fincher added it because it was very fucking cold. And he was like, I want to make sure that you could tell. And I was like, but it looks bad, in my opinion.
1: I didn't even notice it. But now I'm like, oh, yeah, that probably was.
2: Yeah, it was a little weird. And it was I just find, a little too wonky.
0: I find it interesting that Fincher wouldn't spend too much time on the CGI breath. Yeah, Because not only do you have armies double, but <laughs> you also have... Um, like, I think that Fincher's always been a pioneer when it comes to subtle uh CG. Like yeah. there's some locations in San Francisco and Zodiac that weren't actually filmed in San Francisco and I know there were some shots like um towards the end of Dragon Tattoo of of like blood and, and like fire that comes up like it's been a minute since I've seen Dragon Tattoo but um but yeah like um He's just always been subtly uh, innovating um, CG when we don't even notice that it's there. Yeah. And he's such I a did perfectionist this too. time. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. I was
1: going to say he's such a perfectionist. He's yeah, insane. for
0: sure. Yeah.
2: Um, I would love to talk about um, Christy if we can um, yeah. and Brenda Song <laughs>
0: Another Which wild was casting decision.
2: Yeah, another choice. Um,
1: did you guys watch uh, The Real Life of Zack and Cody?
2: Yeah, of course I did.
1: Okay, yeah. I'm like, oh, yeah, her.
2: <laughs> she's yeah, of her? It was extremely jarring to like be like, oh, that's London Tipton.
1: <laughs> she has an acting career now? Weird. Yeah, I
2: know. Isn't she dating, like, she's dating someone wonky, like someone very weirdly famous, and I can't remember who it was. I can, I can look it up. Okay, please. It's important. Um, it's anyway, I wanted I wanted to talk about the scene where she, where Eduardo gets back um, to New
0: York and
1: oh, yeah. she she
0: starts the fire. <laughs> it's really funny. Okay, quick side note: oh. I love the scene. Um, but do do we have any guesses who she's dating? Anything at all? I, it's very wild. No, I. It... <laughs> <gasps> no, I'm blanking. Army Hammer, no. Um, Macaulay Culkin.
1: Yeah. Oh, oh my god. <laughs> what? I mean, he's cleaned up his act, so good, good for. Yeah, he looks them. good, honestly. Yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah he looks kind of all right right now, but still a choice. Yeah,
1: he's been making a comeback.
0: Good for him. Good um, for them. Yeah. But yeah, that scene that, is that is that is odd. That scene is <laughs> exceptional just because I mean it's it's a little um, in your face on rewatches but Wardo has to put out uh, the actual fire of um, yeah uh, uh, Chrissy Lee lighting the um, the scarf on fire and then yeah. he has to put out the fire that he froze the account to get Mark's attention on the phone so it, it kind of it plays well with the metaphor and the actual thing and um and yeah and you can kind of tell that i love the line where it's like you don't think that the c the cfo of facebook doesn't know doesn't know how to change his relationship status on facebook and it's like (laughs) i don't think that the silicon valley sluts care what my relationship status is yeah they Uh, both they both really know that they're locked in with that scene that's great it's
1: Is great at comedy, and I'm surprised he hasn't been in one. Like his reaction of. Have you seen um
0: under the silver lake?
1: No is is that comedic?
0: Yes, Gabby you have. I think it's very funny, but it's dark. It's it's very dark humor.
2: It gave me some. It gave me some bad feelings.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, not spoil under the silver lake because it's very (laughs) plot heavy. In fact, it's too plot heavy. Yeah, incredibly um, so. But, yeah, uh, but like, was... he's
1: so good in yeah. that scene. Like, his reaction, like, you're crazy! Yep. <laughs> like yeah. Like, yeah. on the phone. He does so many... His timing is great. His reaction shots are great. His physical... Like, his physical movement. I think he's re- he really should be in a comedy. Like, he does have, like, comedic chops in the Amazing Spider-Man series. Like, he yeah. does have probably the best one-liners of any Spider-Man. I like the way he... The quippiness of him, but still... Uh, I really, I think he'd just be great in a comedy.
2: Yeah, I would love to see him was in a rom com. In Axel my opinion.
0: Oh, that'd be
1: comedy. great. Hacksaw Ridge Say
0: again? Wasn't a comedy.
1: Oh yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, Hacksaw Ridge. Axel Ridge is, you know, gut gut busting comedy. Knee-
0: Actually, it was. Yeah. Knee slapper.
2: Yeah. <laughs> it's <was> really good. <laughs> really funny. Um, no, I think I think he would be great. He's got. And he's also he gives very funny interviews as well. Um, in addition to being very thoughtful and insightful, um, I think he's great. He was the he was so I grew up watching the Tobey Maguire Spider Man, Spider Man, Spider's Man, Spider Man's <laughs> plural, um, whatever English is weird. And but uh, Andrew Garfield was like when when the when the Amazing Spider Man came out, it was like oh, but Spider Man's like. Hot now, um, everyone, everyone on the internet was like, "Oh, I have feelings for Peter Parker now," and I was one of them. Um, so he he always has a special place in my heart.
1: Yeah, no, I I think those movies did him dirty. I really do. I think he could have been so much. I don't know. And I, I, I didn't love certain choices, but uh, but that's that's another conversation. He's gr- he's great and should have a bigger career. Hell, he even though, I mean, like he's to,
0: uh, either one of them I guess they both. Right, 2012, 2014.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. If yeah. I
0: remember correctly. Yeah.
1: Um, I do like. I mean, he's been in a Scorsese film, a Fincher film. Um Yeah,
0: that's right. Silence. Yeah, he's really good in Silence. Another comedy. Really good. <laughs> yeah. Oh <laughs>
1: uh, yeah. Twenty sixteen
0: was full of them with that is, yeah. yeah, Silence was. Oh, he was really good, and he has to like put up with. Adam Driver's level and that I mean yeah no that's a really good performance. Um yeah, very not nothing like um what we see here or under the silver lake if we're using or Spider-Man. I mean he he has range and he has like Yeah. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if he has undiscovered range.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I really would love to see him in a romantic comedy. I think he would be That's like my favorite Genre of all time, mm. um, I think he would be fabulous because he's got he's got just the right amount of like self deprecating charm to really make it to really make it work.
1: I, and he's I'll, also hot.
0: Yeah, he's so That's, hot. I'll write something for thing. him. Yeah. That's <laughs> he's like such one of the Put him in a Nancy oh, Myers. So... Yes. Oh god. Yes. Like, like if we remember recently, there was that like recast the holiday if it were. <laughs> to be remade now and like who's your uh, um, Cameron Diaz, Jack Black, Jude Law, and um, uh, Kate Winslet. Yeah, and um, I wouldn't, I I would not argue Andrew Garfield sliding Mm -mm. into Law or Black's um, position.
1: Because I think- What a a glow up, Jack Black to Andrew Garfield.
0: I I mean, if only. 2006
2: Jack Black, all right? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh god
1: i saw jack black on hot ones um it's an old episode but it's him and um his uh, partner for uh what what's his band called um oh I uh i can't remember it um but like that's like one of the few times i'm like oh yeah jack black i kind of like him that was like the only time when i'm like i he's actually i'm i'm laughing
2: yeah, he makes me laugh in uh in School of Rock. I think that's a great movie.
1: Oh yeah, <laughs> he's great. Yeah, he's actually great.
2: Another another classic introduced to me by my dad. Mm. Wow, this yeah. is shout out to shout out to Bill Iori on this episode. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, uh,
1: what were you gonna say, Jack? Gosh, I don't know. Um, yeah, I just
0: <laughs> I just had it. I lost it. I lost it. <laughs>
1: it's gone. No worries. It's gone uh, so unless there's anything else. Should we get into our favorite scenes, or like, our favorite scene? Like, oh, wait, on. that's
0: what I was gonna do. I was gonna, I was gonna make a joke about if Nancy Myers had directed The Social Network. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, uh, I, I mean, honestly, now that I'm thinking about it, they have similar levels of meticulousness. Um, yeah, like, their reputa- I mean, not. I don't think that Nancy is onto David Fincher's extremes, but she's. Had this reputation for a while to be just not just being needy and not knowing what pattern goes with what kitchen tile and and it's it's like it 's this disconnect like when Fincher is doing that it 's like no we 're making a movie about facebook and then and then, like when Nancy Myers has that uh, reputation it it 's like okay, can you make a decision here like it's it 's weird, but similar nonetheless.
2: I would love I, to see a, a remake of The Social Network directed by Nancy Myers, and a remake of The Intern directed by <laughs> David Fincher.
1: Oh, that's so good! Um, how gorgeous would those college? How gorgeous would those college dorms look with Nancy Myers? Oh like my those god! Would be the greatest college dorms of all that's time.
0: Good. That's That'd a lot of so nice. whites. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh god. I want Diane Keaton right. as one of the uh, deposition <laughs> lawyers. <laughs> yeah, that, she could no, rain like Helen be Hunt great. or something yeah that
1: would, that would be great she gets some
0: big names yeah. honestly if, if she were to do this yeah i'm in favor all right let's, let's um, gabby Mary what's your favorite baby.
2: scene oh my god um
0: it's really hard i know
2: it is hard it's a difficult choice for me i feel like I don't know. Someone say theirs first. I have to think about this.
1: <laughs> I'm sorry.
0: I was thinking I would give the guest pick first.
2: I appreciate but
0: it, but...
1: Jack, do you have one? Oh my gosh. God, yeah. I'm, I'm kind of yeah. blanking, too, it's, and I, I'm usually... Still,
0: yeah, they're all so good.
1: I usually have one. No, you know
0: what? I do have one. It's the first time we meet Sean Parker. <laughs> um, and it's not... I'm not trying to come across as...
1: You love Sean Parker. We all know we get
0: that it. there's a snake in here. Amy scene.
1: <laughs> oh, that's great.
0: <laughs> uh, no, it is. It is really well done. Just um, the fact that div, we haven't really mentioned Max Minghella at all. Oh yeah. It was really in, in kind of a thankless role, but I think he, he does well with it.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: but he, he's like, well, why wouldn't they try to expand to uh, Stanford? Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then we just cut to Stanford without any explanation, without any title card, like um, Sean Parker recently um, founded Napster, like no explanation like that. And um, we just see Justin Timberlake and Dakota Johnson, who we haven't mentioned either. But yeah,
2: yeah, you're right.
0: Great little appearance of another person who has had a fascinating decade. And yeah, and so then we get into this whole kind of exchange and and he's and you can that's where you and he makes he makes a great first impression on the audience that he um he's a hard work and he like he's a hard worker and he's persistent and um he hasn't had that much um luck in finance and business and the fact that he is just in Timberlake and he's so charming, he kind of coasts on that charisma a little bit. Um, yeah, it's it's just great. I I loved it. Yeah. Yeah, I always, that's a I, I, always, I always come back to it.
1: I love I love how that scene kind of establishes because you know he's a ladies' man. He always always comes into a scene with a different uh, woman, and um, that could be really like I don't know, like kind of gross. Um, and it kind of is, kind of, I don't know. But it really establishes why that would be. He's so charming. He, you know, listens, and he and he has so much swagger. And so I'm like, ah, I, I see it now. Because a lot of times they would just, like, have no explanation of, like, he just gets all the girls because he's hot. That's it. Um, but I think he's actually, like, quite charming um, in that scene. So it kind of helps make sense. Uh, my favorite scene uh, has to be, honestly, the ending with uh, Eduardo confronting... Um, Mark at uh, what at about the now? Office. Is he wired in?
0: <laughs>
1: yeah, I just is wow. saying lawyer up, asshole. I remember oh. so much. It's so good. I think like I'm sorry, but Garfield gets the Oscar for me. That scene okay. alone is like give him the Oscar. He's so amazing. The emotion he's portraying is so great. I, I I find it's also I find that kind of cathartic because I'm like finally someone's calling him on his shit and like. Really confronting him.
0: I would give him the Oscar when he writes the algorithm on the, on the dorm window. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Remember the algorithm in Kirkland? Yeah, I do. Oh,
2: man. Yeah, I mean, I think, I think that, that scene is my favorite as well, Clay. I feel like both, both Eisenberg and Garfield just, are great, and I, I I also love how Sean is there too, sort of like inserting himself into the situation. Um, you know, he's gonna he's gonna escort um, he's gonna escort Eduardo out. He's calling security, and then there's that great moment as Eduardo is leaving, and he he looks like he's gonna like he's gonna clock Sean, um, and Sean just makes this horrific
0: scared face and it's like incredible. you said he's a middle school boy yeah exactly I mean, exactly i think it's the scene later on in the sorority yeah. when you can kind of see that he's this kind of scared yeah when he's a scared little boy with his inhaler and like he has a palm full of coke and <laughs> this isn't mine <laughs> He's season. so
1: gross with like yeah. the underage girls. I was like, "Oh, really? Fuck this dude!" And it's yeah. like and it's, um, a, it's a really ugh.
0: subtle transition that Timberlake does, or it's um, all like the swagger and confidence that he exudes throughout the rest of the movie. It's just kind of abandoned there. I, I yeah, found it very effective. Yeah,
2: yeah. Uh, I I love that scene. I think it's I think it's great. I think Andrew Garfield, King of My Heart, so good. I think it's wonderful.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, you better lawyer up, asshole. Because I'm not coming back for thirty percent. I'm coming back for everything.
2: And he says everything in like this so well. This whisper,
1: oh, it's he rules.
2: Perfect. It's perfect. He he's
0: rules. the
2: best. Oh my god, I'm all fired up about him. This is an we, Andrew Garfield Stan account now.
1: Seriously, me and Gabby should just start a podcast. Being like, you know, Andrew Garfield, he's pretty fucking awesome.
0: <laughs> I think I'm in favor he's of kind it. Just got go so. through like like 99 homes and oh. yes you know, or rage. we
1: just talk about this movie for like 90 episodes right? yeah just like remember that
0: scene where he says that line it's pretty yeah. great do like a one heat minute on <laughs> did you like cover every minute of the social network oh
2: please that's my dream That's like my that's my life goal it's a passion project yeah it is screw college this is my this is my uh my destiny
1: Oh, one more thing. I love the line when he, when he's, when he, after he uh, uh, made Sean flinch. I like being around you, Sean. You make me feel tougher.
2: Yeah. That's, like, so that's such a great
1: last line.
2: And then uh, he just walks out and it's like. With the security, I mean, guards somehow behind him. He's, Yeah. Yeah. He somehow still gets the last word, even mm. after that incredible, like, j- just explosion. I mean, mm. who can forget the
0: fuck you flip flops?
2: I sure can't.
0: Oh, yeah. And even after yeah. his name is taken off the homepage. Yeah. It's devastating.
2: Yeah. Gutting. Oh, I love him so much. Wow.
1: So do you guys want to guess, uh, since we're probably going to wrap up, do you guys want to guess how much Eduardo Saverin, the real one, is worth right now after all of this and how he's basically excluded out of Facebook?
2: Oh, I Wikipedia'd this, like... After I first watched the movie. But I don't remember.
1: $10 billion. Wow.
0: wow. Yeah.
1: And he's not even working for Facebook anymore.
0: What is he doing? Does wow. it, does it... Uh,
1: He's doing some charity stuff. He moved to uh, Singapore because he wanted to avoid paying taxes, even though he denies that. Um, <laughs> he, I don't know if he's a great dude, but he's great in this movie. <laughs>
0: yeah. Does he, he look pay- like Andrew Gar- Garfield at all?
1: Uh no oh. no nowhere no no. He no is... I mean he's he's a okay looking dude but you know Garfield he's not is. Andrew Gar- yeah he's not, yeah they yeah. um, can, look we can compare them, yeah.
0: um it's funny yeah they I don't really think that they ever tried to do identical hair ups with their real life counterparts um and that goes for Eisenberg as well they just tried to like evoke um Mark Zuckerberg he wasn't he wasn't trying to do any physical transformations mm. like i know in that making a documentary he offered to even like dye his hair red yeah which would look gross first of all. yeah and um i think that'd be like a step too far because eisenberg mm-hmm. is already portraying neuroses so well that it it becomes like unnecessary and yeah he's he's actually the one that got nominated <laughs>
2: Yeah, and, which I think was definitely deserved. He, I think he did a great excellent. job. Yeah, oh. and
1: I, go ahead.
2: Um, I thought he, his Eisenberg is such a like a neuro, neurotic guy. Neurotic—that's not a word. A neurotic guy in real life. Like watching his interviews makes I can't because it just gives me such intense like secondhand anxiety. Um, but he he has spoken a lot about like his struggles with ocd and stuff like that and it's very interesting to me to watch interviews or even just those the little bits that he was in on the making up documentary and compare eisenberg to zuckerberg um because i think one has a moral compass and one definitely doesn't um they are very similar in in that sort of neurotic tendency which I think is interesting.
0: I love Definitely. Eisenberg.
2: He's one of he's one of my very favorite actors. I think he's I
1: think he's phenomenal. I I do too. I think I wish he was given. I wish he wasn't like. I mean I I don't have anything against Zombieland too. I haven't seen it, but I'm like, why couldn't he do something a little better with his time? I just wish he would get that one role and like work with an auteur or something and just kind of really make his stamp known because I feel he's so good. And even if I like him in. Uh, bad uh, in like kind of bad roles like in bvs or whatever i still i really do wish he would do something much more interesting and challenging but you know he still has time
0: i, do I don't sp- know if either of- Go ahead. i also love um end of the tour yeah that's what i was gonna say um which oh is yeah a- he's fantastic in that. A- another yeah. unconventional fantastic. biopic about, mm-hmm. um writer david foster wallace and, and so, Jason Siegel she, is ugh, exceptional. Oh I hope that we get to talk about that movie soon, but. Oh, oh my God. I, uh, I love yeah, that movie. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think it's incredibly challenging for an actor to play a normal person because mm-hmm. how do you, where do you draw inspiration from? Do you draw it from yourself? Do you draw it like from people that remind you of that character? And
1: you're talking about end of the tour right yeah yeah okay for uh, me i'm like zuckerberg ain't normal
0: (laughs) and he's uh that dude ain't normal he's unfortunately very real and uh yeah yeah, and i just think his 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 uh placement in that role is it's really well cast yeah and to play second phil to Siegel, who's uh, just transfixing as david foster wallace is really a sight to be seen yeah
1: I, I mean, he's really I, like likable in that movie, which is kind of hard for Eisenberg.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, he does tend to. I don't know. Sometimes he can. Some some of his performances can rub me the wrong way, just because of the character. Like, I don't think it's anything against him, because I he is one of my yeah, favorites. Definitely. Um, and he's I see. Good
0: at he's good at playing unlikable.
2: Absolutely, and I see a weird amount of myself and my own neuroses in Eisenberg as well, which I think is. <laughs> that's certainly a, a statement It's uh, certainly something but I think he's great this is I, I like yeah,
1: him <laughs> Any more all right thoughts Um. No, good movie yeah okay. I, I say it
0: I like it <laughs> um, yeah no it's it's exceptional I, I mean I think well yeah this is I guess this entire podcast is about uh, talking about quote-unquote modern classics Mm -hmm. i would suppose this would be this already does feel like a modern classic just because nine years feels like enough time to to digest and um yeah no it's just it's great
2: fantastic
1: all right gabby we want you to plug everything you're doing please tell everyone where they can find you
2: all right. You can find me on Twitter at Gabby A. Iori. Um, you can also find my podcast breakout that I host with my friend Ryan Ninesling on Twitter at Breakoutcast. cast. Um, we're on like a little bit of an indefinite hiatus because we're both busy, um, but we're hoping to be back soon. So give us a follow there. What else do I do? Um, I'm also a writer for The Simple Cinephile, mm. and um, I'm going to plug my college newspaper. Um, I'm a writer and reporter for The Daily Tar Heel, UNC Chapel Hill's student run newspaper publication. And I have That's a, good. yeah, it's dope. That I have is. an article out weekly. So check that out. Good stuff. Support student journalism.
0: Is it an article about Andrew Garfield?
2: Uh, I wish. <laughs> I wish. Maybe one day.
0: That'd be really fun. Oh god, I, I want to read that. <laughs> that's the whole reason why you picked this. Um, I mean,
2: th- if you want, if, if you want my thoughts on Andrew Garfield, it's all in my diary. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, I'm on Twitter at Jack A. Draper, and um, I also contribute to Simple Cinephile. And I think we're 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 on a hiatus over there as as well. But that's like well, a well earned and hiatus. But absolutely. Nonetheless, I think that. I'm really proud of what we've done over there. Same. Would, you say, would you agree? Yeah, absolutely. I think it's awesome. Yeah. And, um, Gabby, which like all to right, promote your letterboxed as well.
2: Oh yeah. Uh, I, that's, think, that's I think, think it's Gabby do. AI. Nice. I think, I don't know if you just search my name, it should come up.
1: All right. You guys can follow me at clay film, 100, basically anywhere, Twitter, uh, I'm um, letterboxed. I'm also on this app called Stardust. It is a 30-second reaction uh, video app where you talk about your favorite films or television. And you, it's a great community over there. You talk about what you love. Maybe you want to criticize something, whatever. Um, it's a awesome community full of really good people. And just, you know, have fun and uh, voice yourself. All that great stuff. Uh, yeah, I... I I, good movie. I'm um, really, I'm really. And thank you so much for coming on, Gabby. We yeah, really appreciate no, no, it. Would Please come back soon.
2: I would love to. Thank you guys so much. This was so much fun. Yeah.
0: Um,
2: I really appreciate you guys asking me to to come chat about one of my favorite things in the world.
0: But not one of our favorite people, of course. No,
1: absolutely not. <laughs> no, no. Uh, oh, one more thing. Fuck Mark Zuckerberg.
2: Yeah, right. yeah, get that on record. Um, Mark Zuckerberg can eat shit. I, God, I hate
1: him. All right, <laughs> all right, yeah. That's all right, your,
0: Thank Jack, you for let's, yeah, take us out, buddy. All right, yeah. Um, stay tuned next week for whatever it will be. For
1: we'll we'll decide.
0: Yeah, we'll decide. In the meantime,
1: all right. All right. Keep exiting.